My name is Sarah Northrup, and you're listening to the Emerald Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Emerald Football Podcast. I am Jack Butler here with Maverick Palak. Hello. Sean Meadow. How's it going, guys? Good. And girls. Yeah, let's not discriminate immediately. I'm talking to both of you right now. Oh, Oh, I'm not doing so hot. (laughs) (laughs) It is 7.30 on Tuesday, uh, Washington week. We will spend most of this podcast previewing the big upcoming game against the top top 10 Washington team. We are sports reporters for the Daily Emerald covering the team. We had a we had a bye week last week with this podcast, uh, as the Ducks also had a bye week coming after a win versus Cal, 42 to 24 win in Berkeley. Cal was ranked in the top 25, but I think most would agree they're not quite there yet. But a a good Cal team, but I think the Ducks did exactly what we expected and went down there. Took care of... I called the point difference. Yeah, you were 18 points, and Sean and I were 17 points. It's a very nice Maverick. It was 18 exactly, so yes, round of applause. Thank you. But Herbert was solid. Uh, running game, struggled a little bit at first, but then broke out. Uh, Frenchman C.J. Verdell and Travis Dye uh, really carried the load, and then the defense was kind of bend but don't break and made big plays when they needed to with turnovers and had their own scoop and score. Amadi won Pac-12 Defensive Player of the Week. Yes, he he had a good week. Two picks. One was pick six. You know, uh, other big plays as well. But that's as much time as we're going to spend on that Cal game. Uh, big upcoming matchup here against Washington. Uh, but first, before we dive into the nitty gritty and the matchups and what we think is going to happen, um, we have the all important discussion. Uh, something that we were talking a little bit about earlier before we were, before recording this pod is how there's no trophy for this game. Now, I'm pretty sure it's like a top 20, top 15 most played rivalry in college football. And there is no there's no trophy. I looked on Wikipedia and the page... Great source. The page, yeah, number one source for college students. But... <laughs> and, and high school. Yeah. I, I don't think I read high school. <laughs> <laughs> Just read Wikipedia pages. But essentially... You Google Oregon-Washington football rivalry, that's what the Wikipedia page is titled. But if you go to like most played college football rivalries list, it's the Emerald City Showdown, which I have never heard anyone call it the Emerald City Showdown. And I dug into it with our uh, amazing journalism skills, capital J Journalism. Some super J? Yeah. And did you use the journalism research library source thing? Uh, yeah, Wikipedia, same thing. Gateway's turning really? over in its grave right now. Yeah, well, you know, I just barely passed it. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I did well. But essentially, the Eugene, Oregon is is nicknamed apparently the Emerald City. So is Seattle. So this seems like not only either a missed opportunity for a trophy or it's the wrong name completely for what this rivalry should be. That's my opinion. I think we need a trophy. 
I, I think we've been been brainstorming some ideas. Mine being my first and foremost one, I think that I would go with would have to be. Uh, I'm torn, but I think the bronze coffee bean. It's just a giant coffee bean cast in bronze or silver or gold, whatever. It doesn't matter. And it's passed between Oregon and Washington every year. Tell me that's bad. I have three better ones. Okay, let. I want to hear. Them. I liked yours, Jack. Just on the record, don't <clears throat> think I'll come close. Okay, what's what color do you think of when you think of Washington, like the football team? Purple. What color do you think of when you see Oregon? I, I would say green, probably. Yes. Purple versus green. So here's my three. Oh no. The cabbage cup, because you know cabbage is either <laughs> green or purple. <laughs> this is good. The grape gallop. Or I meant Gallup, but I said Gallup. Grape Gallup. <laughs> yeah, I was like Gallup. <laughs> Gallup. Uh, okay. I'm, I told you it's been a long week. Grape Gallup, because purple versus Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. It's Tuesday, man. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, and then the third one is the Barney Bowl. Oh. Because what two colors? Uh, I feel Barney like that one's the... a bit of a stretch, and maybe some copyright issues. I don't. I don't know. Okay, Are... so did you like the Cabbage Cup? I liked the Cabbage Cup uh, alliteration. That's nice. Mine, mine's and 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 at the end of the game, they could stomp a bunch of purple cabbage and well, lift up a bunch of green ones, or whatever, or vice versa. Well, in the apple cup, do they get apples? I'm sure apples are somewhere. I don't like the orange bowl. And I mean, that this is a actual bowl game, but like they get oranges in it. So like right. you could just get a bunch I don't of think the apple, leaves of cabbage. I mean, I think the apple cup is a like you know like cast in bronze or, or something the crapple cup you know not that long ago it was no i think that's solid i think that's is there a trophy or is it just like here's a bunch of cabbage no okay so the cabbage cup is legit a cup half is orange or not orange what? i told you i'm tired man it's half is purple and half is green get it together and it's just a bunch of cabbage and depending on which team wins it's filled with that colored cabbage Green this is well thought out. or purple. I just thought of this now. <laughs> you have cabbage on the on the I, ready? I searched purple versus green and then images and it was and cabbage came up. That's a good there you go. Cabbage patch kids? No. I don't know. But I thought the Barney Bowl was good, but fine, whatever. I prefer cabbage. Yeah, okay, the cabbage cup. That's the awesome. The cabbage cup. Um That is legit, man. I think you need to put this out into the world. Okay. And the cabbage cup. What's Sean's idea? Well, Cart- it kind of leans off of something that Jack had said during the week when we were talking about doing this bit with beer. And mine was also it's very much stolen from Jack's. Like it is. Mm. It's the bronze beer bottle. And <laughs> obviously kind of joking cuz you're not going to give a beer bottle. But yeah, I love Sean alliteration and uh Eugene loves beer. Seattle yeah. loves beer. The you had something with IPA. The gold the gold growler. Do you guys know what growlers are? Beers. Yeah. But what are they? Huge beers. Lots of beer. This is a beer Big containers. Podcast. You know, when I was in Detroit of beers, my sister got a, a ghetto blaster, and that was a beer. And I thought that was a really crazy name for a beer. Pretty wild, They're man. essentially huge things you fill up with beer. It's the microbrew capital of the Pacific Northwest. Why not have Washington and Oregon battle for the gold growler? 
The golden growler? The, the golden gold... growl. Yeah, whatever. Same same thing. It's just a massive golden growler. I think, you know, I don't know, the IPA bowl instead of the Emerald City Showdown. I think that could work. You know, Summer Shanty Showdown. <laughs> um, I think, you know, even a trophy that's just the man bun works perfectly fine. You just have a, a bust of some some dude with a little with the little facial hair, some like glasses, you know, circular, maybe you know a little like leopard print thing because he's he's different with the man bun. Bam, boom. There's your trophy. Yeah, I think that might I do think it. We came up with a couple reasonable and awesome options for yeah, a trophy you in this tweet game. Tweet us or comment on no, the Washington post. fans will tweet and they are scary. Well, I am willing to take it. So tweet at us. Let us know what you think. I, I'm pretty sure we nailed it. Yeah. And I'm pretty confident that Ron Mullins, the athletic director of the University of Oregon, and whoever the universe, or athletic director of the University of Washington will be down and agree upon. I believe it's just always the Hewards, the quarterbacks, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Hewards just run UW. Yeah. And maybe maybe uh, Jake Locker. Jake Locker. Whatever happened to that guy? You know, he like started playing baseball for the Angels, I think, for a tiny bit. He was mm-hmm. e- either out of high school, he was drafted by him, or something. I remember they were involved somehow. I think they, there is an Angels link. Don't know for sure though. Yeah. Remember that game where he got tackled and he thought he went blind because his helmet went over his face? <laughs> that was the Holiday Bowl, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> that is that is new. I don't know that. Yeah, no, look it up on YouTube. I saw that <laughs> I on, uh, on ESPN one time. He was like, "I'm blind. I'm blind." He was like mic'd up or something. That was like what 15 when that happened. So I could be misremembering. That's a word now. I think it's always been yeah, a word. Now? No, I coined you did, it. You did not coin the word. Dude, it's been a long week. Let me have a new word. Um, okay. Can Maybe we move new on? to your vocab, but yeah, whatever. we can talk. We can actually let's talk a little football. Let's actually talk about the upcoming Cabbage Cup and oh, that one yes. six. <laughs> Cabbage Cup, Golden Growler Showdown. I don't know. Vote oh, online. We have a poll we posted uh, October 6th. No, it's the 9th. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, uh, right. it's October 9th. <laughs> I knew that. I was just saying, like, it, there's no poll. Like, so, like scroll through I mean, our Twitter, and then you would, like, find a bunch of Just enjoy stories. this bit. Spread the word. We'll let some uh, natural selection decide between the Cabbage Cup, the Golden Growler Showdown. I don't I, like Showdown at the end. I think natural selection. I, I would say well, just well, Golden Growler or the Cabbage Cup. Golden Growler or the Cabbage Cup? I don't like showdown. Yeah, well, what, we'll let the people decide. Okay, I'm going to be the first Give up. the people what they want. They want the Cabbage Cup, and man. And they want us to stop talking about this and move on. Okay, I've been so trying to move on. we will. There is a football game to be played surrounded this cabbage, but... I think for me, uh, looking, you know, just uh, initial thoughts of this game right away is what a amazing and incredible opportunity Oregon has here in that uh, not very often within the span of, you know, three games that you have two top ten opponents uh, come into your stadium, come, in, come into your home turf, especially two opponents in your own division, and you have the opportunity, uh, a pretty good opportunity to um, beat both of them. Obviously, Stanford game, the Ducks lost, and Stanford has since dropped out of the top 25 with losses to Notre Dame and to Utah, and that loss to Utah opens the door for Oregon again, because obviously since they had lost that Stanford game, they 
had uh, essentially surrendered. You know, they lost that tiebreaker if if that came down to the North Division and eventually playing for the Pac-12 title. But now Stanford's lost to Utah, so they have to run the table. The rest of the Pac-12, they don't necessarily look good enough to do that right now. But uh, that leaves the door open for Oregon now, uh, who can deal Washington its first loss and get you know, own that tiebreaker, which it's looking down the road that it might be a tiebreaker that decides this North. And I think we all have a consensus that the winner of the North is, is probably the, the favorite and maybe even the heavy favorite in the Pac-12 championship over whoever comes out of the South, whether that's Colorado or Arizona State or USC. But I guess you could throw Utah in there. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely throw Utah in there. But is is this the battle for the North Division? Are we are we gonna declare that this is this is the game that could slash will decide who goes to the Pac-12 championship game in December? I'm gonna say yes. Right now, that is the case because Stanford's loss to Utah is going to play a big role in the end of the season for the North. I think that has a decisive factor i think for for oregon a win against washington is a redemption factor to it when you beat a top 10 team that comes in after you lost in really heartbreaking fashion to another top 10 team and stanford's gone on to lose to utah i think that loss for stanford is going to weigh on them come the end of the season for oregon that looks huge they're gonna have the opportunity to redeem themselves especially against a big rival team, a team like Washington, number seven in the nation. It's a really good chance to kind of redeem themselves, I think. And I I don't know if Oregon wins the North because of it. I think they would. I think it could be the case. They go on to win the rest of the season from there. I I don't see why it wouldn't. Uh, I personally think... I mean, it does have a impact, obviously, because every Pac-12 game has a big impact. But if Washington wins this game, they still have two more chances, two more big chances to to lose. They they host Colorado the next weekend, and then they uh, host Stanford on November 3rd, which both could be losses. And even if they win this, Oregon still technically has a chance to go go in with two Pac-12 losses. Um, I think this is more of a bigger thing for Oregon just to have a statement win, and they haven't had that big win in, I mean, our four years here, really, that Michigan State loss. Yeah, if if Oregon wins this, this is the biggest win since... The Rose Bowl. Yeah. I I mean, I think that's safe to say. um, I thought you had an answer you were about to throw out there. Actually, well, I think... Maybe at Stanford, that Vernon Adams, that year that they went down to Palo Alto and they essentially knocked Stanford out of the playoff. I uh, I, I think that yeah. I, I forget what Stanford was ranked at that time. I have no clue how to check that, but uh, Stanford had Stanford that was the year that Stanford lost to Northwestern that first week. So uh, so they had they had to work their way up to back into the rankings, but I I think. It's definitely the biggest loss since, or the big. It would be the biggest win since that road upset, but certainly the biggest win in Autzen. I, you know, off the top of my head, is this 2016? I don't know. No, 2015. 2015. 16 would have been Dakota Prukop, Justin Herbert. Oh, okay. 
Stanford was number seven. It was a 38-36 oh, win number for seven Oregon. No, dude, because 2015, Oregon started out the year number seven. Oregon went seven and three, five and two in conference. Stanford ended up going eight and two, seven and one in conference. Number seven, Stanford Cardinal, 36. The unranked Oregon Ducks, well, they didn't 38. end up going eight and two. Well, okay. What I'm saying, at, sorry. After that game. They After were that eight, game, they, they were eight, eight and two. My bad. Yes. I just didn't know Oregon started off number way. seven that season. Uh, I don't know. Is AP I, Paul the? I, well, was, that would have been the year right after. Yeah, that was po- that was the first year post post Mario. Yeah, but but without a quarterback, they still go because I mean at the time it wasn't known Vernon Adams would be good. True, but I, I, in, no, I institutional just, faith, institutional faith. Yeah, well, that's no, what that was. I know. I'm just saying that's interesting, but. Point. How much would it? I mean, Sean kind of touched on it, but how much? Vice versa, right? What if they lose? What if Oregon loses? How much does that sting? I mean, you have. I think they already faced their biggest. I mean, unless they lose this game, literally. Can you lose a game more but, dramatically? Like, they're up six and throw a pick six on the last play. And, like that's well, the only look, way. Well, look, not 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 more, yeah. not even more d- dramatically per se, but just in general, because the rest of the way, I mean, they have to go. Oregon has to go to Utah, and that would be a good win. But they they don't play Colorado. They don't play USC. Two of probably gonna be the you know up there in the Pac-12 South. Do you think USC's good? Yeah, I don't think they're great, but they're good. They're fine. I mean, that loss to Texas doesn't look as bad now. True. Um, but that loss to Stanford does. That loss to Stanford does, but they have an opportunity to play Notre Dame themselves and and but look, I, I mean, how much? Not necessarily. You know the way Oregon loses this, but if they were to lose, what what kind of you know just forecasting? What does that put on the season? Because you, you have two top ten teams in your own place and you can't beat them. Not only to mention one of them, you you feel like you completely blown. I mean, uh, even if they go ten and two, we look back at the year. What it or if they drop one at Utah, like what do we? You know how, how how much do you look at it and say this was a huge missed opportunity? You have two top ten teams at home. They're gonna have to go on the road next year. They might not even have Herbert. You know this is Cristobal's first year. I mean, am I putting too much out there or or? Well, I think or, they need to win just to ease the the oh Oregon can't win the big game thing that people are saying. Yeah, they obviously want to win this game and it's a rivalry, so that adds more. But I think the biggest thing is that they have to win this game just to believe in themselves type of thing because I think there's a lot of great motivational coaches on this staff, and I think they have the players believing in themselves, but you have to then win to prove that you have done your <laughs> training and you've prepared for this game. Yeah, I you have to come into this one well-prepared. That's what the – I mean, the bye week did for Oregon – I think yeah, that helped. That's that going right to be before. huge. Washington didn't look great last week. No, no it was a seven-point seven win over yeah, UCLA. Their second half, they kind of, uh, as Chris Peterson put it, they stop m- executing. Yeah, they mailed it in. Ah, pretty, some nice coach pretty, speak. Uh, yeah, well, probably true. I mean, I watched I watched that a little bit in, in the second half, but yeah, how I mean, bad is that UCLA? Thing? UCLA yeah, is. They looked a little better in that second half. Uh, th- see, this is why this has nothing to do with it. So tell me to shut up whenever. But I've always wanted a really be- – like the reverse of the playoff with the Power Five. So like the worst team in each Power Five conference like has a playoff type thing, or at least the worst four type thing. So it would be UCLA, Rutgers, 
Kansas and like that type of thing. And like a couple years ago, it could have been like Oregon and Stanford. Boom. I mean, Oregon and TCU is what I wanted to say. Oregon, TCU, uh, and Michigan State. I'm done. <laughs> you get that out of your system? I thought that was interesting. Fine, whatever. Delete it. I dare you. Moving on to like the actual matchup between the two, I think the biggest thing to watch is Washington's passing offense versus Oregon's passing defense. Jake Browning, the Washington quarterback, yeah, he's been a, he's a well-decorated starting quarterback with big victories, but I kind of see him as the Alex Smith of college football. He's not really going to win you any games. He might have good games to help you win, uh, but he's also not really going to lose you games besides that one playoff where Alabama was just too good. And overall, I think Browning isn't a guy that they're really going to be scared from, but he has been hearing this all week, and he's going to want to show people that he can perform against the top defense. And although Oregon's passing defense isn't great, people perceive them to be very, a very good defense with Jim Levitt there. Yeah, and the secondary's had some picks recently, so turnover that'll be really, really interesting. Yeah, turnover happy is a good way to put it. I mean, you go Amadi, and you saw Javon Holland... They're both getting some picks. I think if they go up against a better quarterback in Jake Browning, but it's not going to be Justin Herbert type of quarterback. And I wonder how much that affects them when they're playing against a player like Herbert in practice. That's who you're trying to intercept the ball from frequently. If that improves them that much more when they play against a like lesser quarterback. Well, I think Justin Herbert's more prone to turnovers because of his aggressive nature. So I don't mm-hmm. even think it, 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 it compares to... Browning in a way that I mean Herbert's going to throw for a lot more touchdowns but he does have more interceptions due to that fact is by taking risks no they both have five really yeah wow and well that just shows how dang good Justin Herbert is I they, guess. they both have five interceptions um I think Jake Browning's completion percentage is five percent higher than uh Herbert's yeah, but uh, 80% um, and, and, of those are nine yards or short. Right, right. Efficiency-wise, Herbert's higher. Her, Herbert is number one in efficiency in, in the Pac-12. But, I mean, I think Browning is is turnover prone. He's had some fun, you know, he's had a couple weird, just dumb of pass rush. plays. And, that, and, you know, he had one particular against Utah where he was just, like, running backwards and hucked it. I don't know what he was doing, <laughs> but he that. just, like, hucked it up right to the D-lineman. And the D-lineman... Yeah, the big ran with dude. that and had a pick six, but then he slipped out of his arm and and ran and went into the end zone. And then I don't think Utah scored on that play. But uh, I mean, that's one of my favorite J- plays of the year, actually. Yeah, Jake Browning is is a little turnover prone. He can be a little loose, but overall, I mean, he's quite efficient. And this is a, you know, I mean, look, this is an Oregon pass defense that's pretty much prided themselves on interceptions. Certainly not yards per game, as they're tenth in the conference and yards allowed. Uh, through the air but if you subtract the stanford game because cal didn't you know but but at the same time this is probably the most balanced offense they've faced all year because stanford ironically is actually very bad at running the ball this year uh and cal is the opposite they're actually a good running team and not a very good passing team so this is probably and and then you know portland state bowling green and san jose state are all just so inferior talent wise that it almost didn't it doesn't matter necessarily like it shouldn't matter uh but this is by far i would think probably the most balanced offense that they face this year so you know i mean you know washington's not 
offensive numbers aren't going to absolutely, you know, jump out at you in terms of total offense or like yards per game. I think they're sixth. They are sixth. Uh, so literally, and Jack, average. how many teams are in the Pac-12? Exactly. Wow, great minds think alike. They're literally average, but also at the same, you know, in, in terms of yards per game. But at the same time, uh, you know, look, the you know balance has has an impact, and and they can't necessarily just flood the front seven with you know bring safety into the box or or vice versa, spread it out, try and worry about pass so we'll see how this defense this Oregon defense can react to probably what is I I mean it is the best offense that they have faced this season because offensively they're better than Cal and Stanford so you know Stanford was able to throw around the yard on them but also they had six eight guys yeah and Washington's biggest receiver is like six four uh very athletic Ty Jones but outside of that there there are more smaller speedy guys maybe that Works into Oregon's defense a little better. The Oregon defense played pretty well last year. I mean, the it was what three to three until Dante Pettis broke loose that punt return touchdown. Yeah, and, after Willie Taggart said that, you know, they were gonna punt to him and it doesn't matter. But <laughs> uh, oh, that was that was a good one. I mean that that was uh, sorry prediction gone wrong. wrong. <laughs> I t- I talked to Tony Burke's James no, about the Dante Pettis thing today. And what did he say? Well, he was saying that since Bobby Williams is here, they they're they're not gonna let that happen. Everyone's gonna do their job, and and they know well, better now. Well, they can't let that happen since you know, since Dante Pettis is not there. No, but I'm saying they won't let uh, special teams lapse change the momentum of this game. It was a tie ah, game, gotcha. and, and after that, I think everyone like everyone thought maybe Oregon can game manage their way to like a nine three victory. <laughs> no. No, I'm I'm saying Oregon like. I don't know, like <laughs> yeah, delusional like Oregon fans. That was thought, the that would have been been the delusional the Oregon fans thought ever. they could have game managed their way there, but um, yeah. after that, everyone knew it was over because you can't pick Jake Browning off six times to win it because that was the only chance they would win that game is if the defense had yeah. the best game of all time. So it was no Herbert. It was Burmeister. There is Herbert this time. Uh, this is by far the best secondary. I mean, there's a couple probably NFL guys in the secondary. I know. I'm and bummed is... he didn't get to face that Colorado team his freshman year because that would be the one to compare this yeah, to. Yeah, true. And, I mean, he did face a Washington team. That was his very first start. It's against Washington team in, in Autzen. I think it was, what, 70 to 21 was the final score. Um, I'm pretty, pretty confident it was 70 to 21, but this is – you know, obviously didn't face them last year because he was injured. So this is by far the best defense. You say 70 to 21. I think so. Yeah. Okay. It is. And this is by far the best secondary. I mean, Taylor Rapp, safety. They've they've got some guys on the edges. You know, cornerbacks that are pretty quick, pretty good. Uh, Dylan Mitchell said he was pretty confident based on watching some film that they they had some things that they think they could do. He obviously wouldn't say what those were. Um, is there a player on the team besides Dill Mitchell that will get more than one reception in this game? That's probably the key. Yeah, I mean, can, can one can, other can guy somebody get two other than Dylan Mitchell, who's uh, who's gotten pretty much all of his receptions in the last two games, can someone other than Dylan Mitchell step up and make a play? Because I, th- I I think we what do we all agree that Herbert's probably going to be his usual, you know, pretty good, pretty accurate self. 
I think he runs a lot more. It's probably true. They they whipped that out against Stanford, and it was a little bit successful. against Cal from time to time too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More in the escape than anything, but. Well, yeah, I mean, think I think that was because Cal's defense is just so great, and I think Washington's defense, like like what you're saying, is they're very talented, and so he might have to be a little bit of an escape artist to either find Mitchell on a broken play or get the first down. Yeah, and Dylan Mitchell's obviously going to be that guy that he's going to go to for the rest of the season. That's the receiver. That's the guy. I mean, that's who it is. But if Johnny Johnson the third can step up, you know, they get Jacob Breland back for this one, so. That'll be, if I think, a factor as well at tight end. Oregon's been a little shallow in that position, so Herbert's going to have a bigger target to try and hit. It's funny because before the season, it was three like legitimate tight ends, and now it's like Cannon Dillon only gets one catch a game, which I thought they would use him a lot more. And then Breland. It was a was big hurt. touchdown against Cal. No, I know, but I'm saying I I thought he would. I mean, after that, I was like, oh, Cannon Dillon's going to have a big game. Like I even put him down as maybe – sidebar question mark and then he didn't get another catch <laughs> well i mean the mitchell mitchell's gotten like 21 out of his 27 receptions this year in the last like two games so something about that you read my story has worked. Last week. yes I <laughs> what a good editor I, I have to read all your stories maverick unfortunately but um can we do game you can read now? them too dailyemerald.com washington maverick can you be on the money again, two weeks in a row. Can you predict exactly the spread? Let's see. Washington is currently the... We are, again, we are recording this Tuesday night, 7.58 p.m. They're right minus, minus three? They're minus three. Okay, I'm going... What's the over-under? 57 and a half. 57 and a half? Well, that's Holy. not that much. I mean, what I was going to predict, that's a lot. I'm taking the under. Clearly. Were you predicting nine to three? Were you that guy? No, 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 no. Well, I actually have to add up what my thing equals. Um, what's was, your score? What's was, your score prediction? I was gonna go um twenty-seven, Oregon. Two. I'm trying to do the math of how many field goals this would equal because I think Washington's gonna get field. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say twenty-three. Washington. So So an Oregon victory by four. Yeah. Oregon by four. So that's what twenty seven plus twenty three is fifty, right? Yeah. Yeah, so under. Boom. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> I can do math. Put your money on it. Well don't do that, but <laughs> Sean. Currently I have Oregon on the pickums for this week's game day Ooh, issue. I didn't do that. Yeah. So... <laughs> Nice. Uh, so currently I have Oregon, but the more the week's gone on, the more I've thought a little bit. I've I've started to think. Did I put Washington? No, I, I'm saying I did do it. I didn't yeah, remember. Yeah, I put Oregon. So the more I've thought about it, I want to say Washington, but I think Oregon's gonna win. Uh, 24. Mm. And they're gonna they're gonna reverse the the line right now. 24-21. Three touchdowns. I don't think they're going to have field goals for Washington. I think they're going to be touchdowns. Cool. No field goals for Washington. Bet on it. Go to Vegas. Yeah. Put down uh, five hundo. If you're Washington kicker, uh, Sean says no field goals. They won't need them for you, Dub. They'll just score touchdowns. Not enough, apparently. No. Not enough. Um. 
I'm kind of with you, Sean. I I didn't know for a while. I had kind of thought that, and still do that. Uh, Oregon has an extremely good chance of winning this game. I mean, obviously it's minus three, three point favorites for Washington. So it's not like those uh, in Vegas trying to make a living off of this are thinking that this will be any type of blowout and think that it's you know pretty close to 50 50 uh and that's where i was for a while but you know looking at kind of taking the week to look at the numbers i think it's hard to go against washington i think overall they have just a slight edge um almost you know they have just a good enough edge uh, in some categories that I think they'll be able to get it done. But it's really hard to factor in the fact that Oregon's coming off of a bye week uh, and just purely what going on the you know. If, Are you Lee Corso? How long is this pick? Yeah, come on, man. <laughs> I've already just, I just told you guys. Wait. Who do you, who do you think he you, thought? Are you guys even paying He's going attention? with Oregon. What was the score? No, he's going with Washington, isn't well, I, he? Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm drawing it out, but I told you guys. Come on. What, what I was Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's Washington. Okay, you yeah, you're right. Attention. I wasn't paying attention. I was watching the time. What's the score? 35 to 30. So, Washington. So you're saying Peyton Henry should stay home on field goals? He's only kicking. No, they points. might make some field goals. I don't know. Oh, I don't know how they once or something. Or I don't know how they get to 35. I don't care. Oh, you're you're not going out on a. Whatever. Let's just end it. It don't matter. It don't matter. It don't matter. Um, that'll do it. If you've made it this long, thank you for sticking around. Uh, you can listen to more podcasts uh, at www.dailyemerald.com where there is a nice little sidebar with links and you can play all of the podcasts from the Emerald Podcast Network there. And while you're on our website, you may as well check out um, the stuff that we actually write. I promise you it's a little neater and tighter than this at times. But uh, check out our sports content there. Also, you know, all other Oregon sports as well. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week.